morning. Welcome to Surviving His 14. This show, I can already tell you, is probably going to be one of the weirdest ones and probably one of the hardest ones for my children to listen to when they grow up. It's probably going to be one of the hardest ones to um, to face the reality of it because it's kind of embarrassing, but it's what it is. Um, I'll talk about sex today. And I go quiet. Oh, yeah, I it's, the sex in my marriage was really what um, what brought me to this point. Uh, but I'm gonna be quick, brief, and not so embarrassing. Um, but it, honestly, um, sex was like the thing um, that got me to the point of um, seeking help. So. Long story short, back when I first got married, uh, or before I got married, I put the cart before the horses, as you would say. <laughs> I put the cart before the horse. I got pregnant before I got married. Um, uh, which to some looks like, oh, to a healthy relationship. People would think, oh, wow, she had an active sex life. She got that. No, I, I had sex once. And... I got pregnant from my ex-husband. Now, I was married previously. I got married in college and was married roughly um, seven seven years. Um, and then we um, separated and went our separate ways. And we had a very intimate relationship. And we got married because we didn't want to go to hell. Because uh, we didn't want to have, you know, whatever. We didn't want to go to hell. So we, And we were living together. So we got married. Did the right thing. And and tried to have kids um um we were about to start um uh in vitro fertilization because we couldn't have children and then we just decided you know what this is not us we we separated that was my first husband and then i met of course my second husband with the 14 different people that i lived with for um all of these years And when I met him, I was um, in the midst of, um, I think, either separation or divorce. I, I'm divorced. We were divorced. Um, and I met my second husband, the one I made this show about. And he, um, we had sex. Once. <laughs> and then we didn't have sex anymore. Which was weird. So I got pregnant the first time. Which is so freaking weird. Like, I... I was embarrassed, I was shamed, and whatever. I remember we moved in together like immediately. Well, not immediately, maybe, yeah, immediately, because we I was pregnant. We moved in together, um, to, like toward the middle of um, my pregnancy. And my faith in God was so strong. Like I, you, he would not, like you was not going to touch me. Like I, I've already made the mistake. We went to church and we repented together. And until you married me, you will not have sex with me. Nope. That was my belief. And I believe that God sustained me for that. Like I, I mean, bills were getting paid. Things were getting done. We made it through. And I just believe that if he stayed his, stayed away from we stayed away from sex that god would be in our relationship and bless my baby and i named her mercy i named her mercy because i wanted god to have mercy on me for not obeying his 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 word 
by having premarital sex. That was that was just my faith, my belief. So we ended up um, uh, together, and then we got married. Um, and when we got married in January, it was like January of 2010. We didn't consummate the marriage for about 18 months, I think. Was it 18 months? It was a while. It was a long consummation because I got like several cards where he would write because we were getting like heated arguments about like sex. And I'm like, why aren't we having sex? Why aren't like so? And I would ask like, and I wasn't afraid. Like I would ask people in the community, like older women at the church. And I'd be like, why? Like what? And we were like roughly nine years apart. So... I would get from the women once a man gets a certain age, they just they're not interested in um intercourse and then but it didn't sound right because then we were in married couples counseling and couples we would get together and they would separate the men from the women and the <laughs> I would be in the women's group and the women were like his age. They and I was, of course, younger. I was in my 20s and he was in his late 30s. And they would be like, my husband won't keep his hands off of me. And and I'm, I remember one day we were in the counseling and I'm sitting there and the women were like crying because they were so tired of working all day, working a job, coming home, getting the kids homework, prepared for bed and all of this. And then he wanted to have sex with them and they didn't and I was the total opposite like I would work all day <laughs> work uh, doing hair from 5 a.m. in the morning to uh, sometimes 10 o'clock at night um, and in the midst of doing heads I would be working on projects from church um, I would be doing like um, writing programs writing a newsletter or or making flowers for a wedding like I had so many odd jobs <laughs> that I would make a little bit of cash from and then I would get home and I'm thinking oh it's tonight's tonight we're gonna have some sex like this is amazing and no none and until I had my second child um we had sex the second time and we bore had um my second baby and I'm like something is not right here like we only having sex to have kids and I guess some people do that you know I don't know and if that's your style that's fine but I thought the reason why I got married was to get out of sin like I didn't want to fornicate and I I, I thought when we got married that we was getting married to have sex hmm forgive me if I'm wrong you know I didn't know I I I I perfectly enjoyed sexual relations and I thought that's what you do when you're married I mm. but and I apologize for the pauses sometimes I'm lighting my cigar but I um so yeah we get we we, we have the second child and then I start to think something is wrong. I'm like, you know, maybe some, like, so we, st I start counseling and therapy and all of this with other people because we were in church counseling and I couldn't really express my 
um, feelings there because everybody was opposite. People were complaining about having sex too much. The women were. And I, I couldn't, I was outnumbered. Like the, <laughs> I was outnumbered. I, there's no way I'd be like, my husband not having sex with me. So I was, um, started counseling with, uh, the doctor. And, um, years, it, it took two, two, two years or something. And I ended up having sex for the third time. <laughs> Like, this is a sex conversation. It's probably not going to get exciting <laughs> to the end. Because with my husband with the personality disorder, there was no no intimacy, no no sex. It was routine. I would ask for it, and I possibly got it 10 months down the road. After I received flowers and cards and candy, and, and like, he would show up at work with, candy and cards and show up at church and make announcements at church about his love for me and mm, and people would be so mad at me because they would look at me and they'd be like oh you have the best relationship in the world you guys like he's he was a showboat he would show off in front of people but then when we got home it was nothing nothing and I remember talking to his mom about it and I, several times like several times I talked to his mom I'm like on the phone or I would just drive over and I'm like what's going on here like and that's embarrassing that I don't know how other people do it but I'm going to your mother-in-law to say your son is not having sex with me is embarrassing and I was freaking embarrassed and I got different things at different times you know um the first time well, I don't even know I there was times where she would say probably a wait um there was times um then she there were times when she was like no that's what he's into I know my son and I, I found out why that happens and then um there was times where she would just scold him about and bring out the bible and read scriptures to him about pleasing your wife and your body is not yours and when you get married and and she would have to constantly remind him that he was in a marriage with me is as if he had no idea that we were married and sex is what you you could do it was it was so confusing and i don't know and then later on um I was just getting fed up. We were working together at this, the same um, place. And so we would be together constantly. We'd wake up in the morning. wouldn't in, <laughs> Really, we would shower together every morning. And there were mornings where I would just sit there and I would just look down at, at his penis. And I'm like, wow, I can't even have that. Like, I can't. Like, oh my gosh. We probably had... Oh my gosh, it was it was crazy. But I think the breaking point was I wake up early in the morning. I, and I think I conditioned myself when I was going to the gym early in the morning at 4 o'clock. Um, I wake up every morning at 4 o'clock and I pray. I read my scripture. Um, 
but I started waking up in the morning praying and crying and I would cry like I would cry and pray that he would touch me and I I remember the pastor preaching about um, Leah and I would just read the scripture over and over again and I would ask my God for my husband to see me I just wanted him to see me see me as attractive and see me as sexy and and note that I would do everything I would be working out I would be eating healthy I would be um trying to stay as fit I I didn't wear a headscarf to bed I I would shower every night and put on perfume um just a little bit and I would put I would wear negligees every single night just to try and attract him. Um, he never saw me basically without makeup because I thought maybe I didn't want him. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing extra. I cooked him meals every day. Um, I kept the house clean as much as I could because he was nasty. I, I did. Like, I I would just all the women things that I thought would would be attractive i read books on how to be the perfect wife and um i wore my pearls all the time and um anything he said he didn't like it was gone it was just take it away i was doing everything i could to please him and sex was not there so one morning i remember before school or before work, I was getting the girls together, and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't be in a marriage where there's no, no sex. Like I know we've only had sex like five or six times. I'm not even sure what the count is, but this, it's been zero to nothing. Like, what is wrong? And that he's, I remember him sitting on the stairs, and he all up on the stairs and he's crying and he's like wailing at the top of his and I'm standing there looking at him awkwardly weird like what the hell is going on and why what, what, what are you doing and he's in a fetal position on the stairs on the landing of the stairs and he's screaming at me I don't know what's wrong with me I don't understand I don't get it I don't know and I'm like oh shoot what what is this what is this? Mm. So, I called into work, um, and he, for the both of us, and I took the kids on to daycare in school, and I, I, we had the conversation like, what is this? By the end of the date of our conversation, he said to me that he's not into sex. He just never was. I mean, this is roughly, by that time, we were, it was probably, gosh, how many years had gone by? Six years into our marriage seven six or seven years into our marriage i think i've already had both of our children all three of our kids and at that point i think we're at count maybe five i'm gonna say roughly between 
five and six times we had sex in seven to eight years, I guess. Seven, eight, six to, I don't know, whatever the count was. Six years of marriage. And um, some people have sex like that for a week, like six times, five to six times. I'm going to give him the big magic number of six. He, we had sex six times, okay? Because <laughs> I'm thinking it was four. But um, that's like once a year. Mm, now that I think about it, that's crazy. So he said to me that day, um, he's not interested in sex. He's never been. That's not his thing. And at that point, I was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, I want to, like, I'm, I'm three kids in, you know. And I've already been divorced. I said, what do you want me to do? What do you, what do you really want me to do? I did, I was so confused, like, why are we married if we're not going to have sex? Why did you marry me and trap me into a sexless marriage and you don't want to have sex? I was like, do we get a divorce? And he was like, I don't want a divorce. You don't want to be married and you don't want a divorce. <laughs> and you don't want to have sex. Well, you you want to be married. You don't want to have sex. You don't want to be divorced. I can't do it. Like, I was so confused. And that day, he told me, cover me. So, of course, I started praying. I That's just me. I got down. And at that point, I had gotten this um, prayer shawl. So, I covered both of us with the prayer shawl. And I started to pray in a heavenly language. And I started to pray to God to cover him. Of course, that's what I thought he was asking me to do. And I, amen. Folded up my prayer shawl, put it back on my, my altar in my house and moved on. And we sat down for a little while longer to talk about, you know, what has gotten him here. Why are we here? Where do we go from here? Mm. And he told me to, if I wanted sex, to see other people. And he'd be okay. If I wanted to have sex, I should see other people. And he would be okay. This was six years. I was not okay with that. I was not okay. I, I um, The next day when I got back to school, I called our, um, I, what do you call it, EAV, employee protection, whatever, assistance, employee assistance, whatever, but we get like six sessions of um, psychotherapy because um, I couldn't handle that. And I, we, I started um, therapy um, locally. Um, talking to my therapist and I'm telling her that I can't, I don't understand, I don't understand what's going on here. My husband wants to be married. He doesn't want to have sex with me and he doesn't want a divorce and I don't know what to do. And so she said, okay, well, look, this is not an individual session. We're going to have to do a, 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 a couples 
So we invited him into the therapy and immediately she was like, oh no, you're going to have to have your own counseling. And she told me and him sitting there together that um, in order to... There were, marriage counseling wouldn't work. So we have been going through marriage counseling this whole time, never stopping. Marriage counseling is not going to work unless you have two healthy individuals coming to counseling. And right now you don't have two healthy individuals coming to counseling. So she immediately sends him to a psychotherapist to deal with his issues because it <laughs> It was weird. Like, she was like, how in the world did you go six to seven years only having sex six times? Like, that's ridiculous. Faith. Prayer. Praying every night, every morning that he would see me. So, that that went on really fast. And I started being seen for, you know, like, I, I can't. I just couldn't understand how he would want me to sleep with somebody else. And he'd be okay. So, took him to my medical doctor. My medical doctor put him on, like, all kinds of drugs. Like, all kinds of good drugs that should <laughs> should spark his sex life. Like, it was amazing. Like, he had some good stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, like, all of these shots of testosterone and, and um, Viagra. And I was like, yes, we're getting ready to get it on. And my doctor looked at me at the end of the day. He was like, now, when you call, <laughs> call me, you know, I can reduce it if, if it's too much for you. And he pat me on the back and he was like, go at it, girl. And I was excited. I thought, oh, wow, well, we're getting ready to get it. I'm getting ready to have sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he did. After the, the testosterone shot, we had sex. With the pills, all of these things, psychotropics, I don't know what he gave him, but it was a lot. He had a, a big regimen. And we had sex again. One more time. <laughs> One more time. And I was thinking, oh, everything is going to be okay. And I remember one of my girlfriends came over and she was like, oh, you, um, how's everything? You smiling, you're happy. And she was a nurse. So I, <laughs> and it was like right at the end of the next, um, the, the phase. So she was a nurse and I was like, oh, you know, if you could just give him his shot, cause he had to get a shot in his ass. So she gave him, you know, she was a nurse, so she gave him the shot, she administered the shot, and he took all his drugs or whatever. And she was like, well, how's everything going? Because she knew, like, she was a good girlfriend of mine. And I told her, you know, we did, like, the last shot. I was like, well, maybe we'll have sex again tonight because he got another shot. And I could see her eyes like, that's it. You know, but I don't know. And I think people thought I was sexually active or because I would complain about it all the time. I'm like, do y'all have sex? I'll meet a friend. I'm like, do you have sex with your husband? And they'd be looking at me like, Hillary, that's so private. But I was weirded out because I had sex six times in seven years or seven, I don't know. 
so after all the shots and the therapy and we're still going through um couples therapy and all of this stuff um we're probably up to seven or eight i don't know times that we had sex in a in, in nine eight years seven eight eight years eight years and then again he tells me i don't want to have sex and it's not you it's me like find somebody else and i'll be okay just don't leave me I'm like that you got me messed up like for real but i did the second time you said that i did i i i went and i had a friend um that i had been friends with for a while and i just had sex I just did it and I was I was so I felt so defiled I felt so worthless I felt so bad about myself and when I came back home I told them that I finally did it finally just went out and had sex with somebody and he was okay with it and he talked me through it and he told me that I did not defile him I did not um disrespect him that that's his, that is what he told me to do and he was he was comforting and he was telling me that it's okay and I should do it again and if that's what I wanted that's what I deserved because he didn't want to be intimate and I was weirded out by that. So I had to call an extra session with my therapist. And I'm like, he he wants me to have sex with other people. And I, I'm having a problem with it. I am. I'm having a problem with it. And then he encouraged me. A lot. Go find somebody. You, you deserve a relationship. Just don't, just don't divorce me. Find somebody. So I started date, uh, talking to a guy. Mm-hmm. And I was, was, we, we, it was, I guess it was texting. We, we text and we talked and we had so much fun just talking on the phone and I missed that. And I was just talking all the time on the phone because my 14 personality husband never talked to me we would never we just existed in a house as roommates to the point where i asked him one time to move into the office and move out of the bedroom because there was no point like we didn't talk we didn't communicate he talked to the kids every now and then but it was he was just there going to work and sleeping and never having conversation and no sex and he was encouraging me so i had this friend and we were talking talking on text and whatever and he started to call and they built a good friendship on the phone like he would call and i put him on speakerphone and we would all just talk and it was fun like it was fun and i remember one morning saturday morning uh, the guy called and i'm talking on the phone with my headphones and i'm cleaning up and my daughter walks up and she's like look at mommy she's smiling she's smiling and laughing i haven't seen that in a long time and I was like, wow, my child? She was like seven, 
five, six, I don't know. She was so little and she noticed my smile. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that relationship didn't work so far. It was just a texting thing. And of course, I was sorry for sex. Um, so and then it wasn't interesting to my husband at the time because he was like, y'all don't y'all never going to get together. Y'all never going to do anything like weird. So time goes on and I meet I meet another guy. And um I just remember I was sitting in at school and I was I was teaching and he walks through the cafeteria and we were having a meeting or something and he walks through and I'm like, Oh my god, who is that? <laughs> and um long story short, we um mutually got up and started to talk and we had we were out on our, our first like date. But before the date, I, I, I come back and I tell my husband, I'm like, I saw this guy. I find him attractive. I think he may be the one. Now, this is weird. I get it. It's weird. I'm talking to my husband and he's encouraging me to see other people. Um, but he wanted to know details. He wanted to know details of everything. So I started to talk to uh, this guy and I told him, I was like, okay. He asked for my phone number. He wants to take me out on a date on Friday. And this was like a Tuesday. And he was like, go. Go. And I'd never been out on a date. I'll be honest with you. I've never been out on a date. Like that. Like a, a ask me out. I don't know you. Let's go out on a date kind of thing. So I had my husband prepared. He got my outfit together. He, um... Uh, said he would have the children for the night he would make sure they were okay and he asked me before I left I remember he was like do you need to pack an overnight bag um and I was like no I'm coming back home let's I'm not that is <laughs> that is not what I'm going on a date for I'm going to get to know them to know them like I just wanted to know them and weird I know my husband is setting me up Prepare me to go out on a date with somebody else. Um, so I get I get to the date um, and we go to. Uh, he takes me out shooting. Um, we went shooting. Very romantic. Like he put the goggles on me and my headphones on me. Like he was treating me like a princess. And then he took me out for drinks and smokes at the cigar lounge. And um, we, we talked, we talked for so freaking long. It was like the night was endless. And, and, but at that point I was like, I gave him the story, the history. I was like, there's something wrong with my husband. And I let him know then I'm married, but there's something wrong with him. And I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm not leaving my husband. And I said it at that moment. I'm not leaving him. I'm going to be with him for the rest of his life or my life. And I'm going to take care of him. And if that's something that you can't be a part of, then you got to go. And he, he looked at me and he says, I'm married. 
I have a wife and she has a mental disorder also that he found out later on and he he had been without um intimacy for roughly I think he said 13 years was the last time that he had been with a a woman so he understood me and at that point is where we both started to share our stories and they were so similar so similar in faith so similar in prayers so similar in starving for affection that the date just continued and continued and the, the, the talking it was it was all about release because I finally found someone who understood where I was coming from and understood the pain of being married to someone that you that that they can't be intimate with you but you're starving for their affection and there's a cloud in between you and it's a cloud of chemical imbalance it's a chemical imbalance that stops that relationship from growing and because you've developed the love for them so much that you don't want to hurt them and you don't want to walk away from them you promise to take care of them for the rest of their lives I, I met someone that understood it and I was it it was it was it was breathtaking to me and we started that night we begin a relationship that we carry on today a relationship that that's amazing and we both still say today we say to each other today um i say i even though my husband has the ex-husband has the um personality disorders and he starved me of intimacy for our entire marriage we um i would take care of him until the day he died because it's a vow i didn't make a vow to him I made a vow to God that I would love, cherish, obey, and all those things. And I understand that there was a cloud of chemical imbalance in between it. Because for him, with the personality disorders, but I honor my pledge and my oath to God. And I think for my boyfriend now, it's the same. You honor your oath and your pledge to God. That at that moment, my mind doesn't change just because you came with the chemical imbalance. Now, the only reason why my husband and I are separated or ex-husband and I are, are separated is because of the personality disorders and how dangerous it is for him to be around me and the kids. Because you have 14 different people living in your head and they're all telling you different things and I think four of those personalities or cluster B, which are the violent cluster that at some point when he gets angry, he could harm me and the kids. And of course that can't be. 
so I'm not sure how long it's going to take or what, you know, I have to be protected and the kids have to be protected. So it wasn't me that decided to have him removed from my house. It was actually the state. Or I would have still, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I would have still had him here. I would have still been trying to take care of him. Scared every day, scared for my life every day. But I took an oath to God 